the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay. Hello, everybody. All right. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. I was listening to Judge Bryant. I'm Barrett, I'm sorry. Via names, that's uh, classic. Judge Barrett. I was listening to Judge Bryant as well, by the way. You may not have been listening to Judge Bryant. But uh, I was listening to both Bryant and Barrett. She is uh, so impressive, they're not even bothering with her. (laughs) It's, It's fascinating, actually, to watch. Most of the Democratic senators, as pointed out by Senator Cruz, were not even in the room. When the last uh, questioning was done, I think it was Senator Whitehouse. The, the uh, unless she has Tourette syndrome, and and starts uh, mumbling obscenities, I, I it's it's in, it's very hard to imagine uh, why she would uh, be uh, why she would not be confirmed. I'll tell you, one of the things I like about her is that she didn't go to Yale or Harvard. This country has a bunch of false gods that have substituted for the God who created the heavens and the earth. College is a God. Degrees are gods. Prestigious colleges are gods. Why Why would parents bribe to get their child into UCLA or USC. Uh, there is something, forget forget the act of the bribery itself. The, the belief that your child must go to one of these places, I, it, I don't believe it is only, oh, it'll be so good for my child. Many parents feel that their parenthood is judged by the by the prestige level of the college that their child attends. I can't think of an emptier way to assess whether you were a good parent. You could have produced a despicable human being who got into Yale. You could have produced a remarkably wonderful kid who didn't even go to college. But uh, this, this is, it's the report card on your parenting. That's one of the reasons. It's also interesting that she would be, I believe, is it correct, the sixth Catholic out of nine judges? I think that's the case. It's, it's pointed out on occasion. Uh, it's an interesting question as to, is it just a coincidence? Or... Uh, is there a reason? It may well be a coincidence. 
but uh, it's it's clearly a, a, a credit to the Catholic uh, intellectual tradition. If you do have uh, six Catholics out of the nine, I personally couldn't care less. I, I it is of, it is of no interest to me in that regard because I want people with uh, with the judicial philosophy that their task is not to make law. Senator Cruz, who was turning out to be truly uh, a, a, a luminous senator, uh, he, he, he has found his niche. He, he will not be president of the United States. I think he recognizes that. And so he has decided to be as good a senator as he can, which is very important. And he made the point that take school choice. He said, we, I am for school choice. He said, that's the civil rights issue of this century. And he said, as much as I w- might like to see it ruled accordingly in the Supreme Court, that's not the venue the arena where school choice should be enacted is not the Supreme Court. It is with us in the Senate, in Congress, that one black would vote for the Democrats given the disastrous governing of where blacks tend to live, all by Democrats for a half century, and the and the the obscene opposition to school choice all blacks don't get a chance they don't go to they don't go to good schools that is the reason for the inferior rates of graduation and academic achievement among many blacks yes so here's a remedy let them choose the school they want to go to oh no we're against that why are you against that because the teachers unions are against that Teachers' unions are as interested in students as the communists were in workers. Teachers' unions and the left, they use teachers. Teachers, Most teachers obligingly go along. Leftism is more important than teaching students properly or than giving them good schools. The corruption is very deep. And that's what uh, the hearings are actually bringing about. Also, uh, Senator Cruz revealed a devastating statistic on Obamacare. Uh, it's first of all, it's a lie about all these people with uh, with uh, prior uh, conditions, pre-existing conditions will uh, get them get their insurance removed. But secondly, uh, why is it ever raised? How much more money p- people have to pay as a result of Obamacare? Obamacare passed. I mean, it's amazing. History doesn't matter, obviously, and this is not, this is recent history. Obamacare passed because of some fluky uh, use of the law. It was so opposed, uh, Obamacare, that Massachusetts, the liberal bastion of Massachusetts, elected a Republican senator. Remember when Ted Kennedy died? They elected a Republican senator. in order not to pass Obamacare. It's very hard to think of anything good the man did in eight years. 
As I said at the time, I thought he was the worst president in modern history. But he had style, folks. The man has style. People on the left love style. I've talked about that often. The thing I'll never forget when the tragedy of John F. Kennedy Jr.'s plane crashing and his dying with his wife. And they gave him a naval gun salute. He was handsome, and he had style, and did nothing. He edited a magazine that was useless called George. I don't hold that against him, but he doesn't deserve the accolades and the naval gun salute that he received upon his tragic death. But he had style. That... And uh, this president has no style. He's the anti-style president. One of the many reasons that he is so loathed. All right. 1-8 Prager 776. 877-243-7776. Is the Habib piece worth the reading aloud? Is it... Uh, I think it might be important. Lee Habib, my friend, uh, wrote, wrote, wrote a piece for Newsweek, What America Learned and Didn't Learn from the Breonna Taylor Grand Jury Testimony. It came and went without a fuss. The grand jury testimony from the Breonna Taylor case was released October 2nd. And the reaction from the media was a gaping yawn. Americans knew little more than we knew before, and not nearly enough about how the tragedy itself happened. An innocent life was lost, two cops were cleared of charges, and in the end people retreated to their camps, left, right, black, brown, white, and blue, and stuck to their narrative. But there was something about this story that kept tugging at me. Why did Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, shoot at the cops that night? And why was there so little fanfare when attempted murder charges against him were dismissed back in May. Why was he cleared so quickly? What really happened that night in Louisville, Kentucky? I decided to listen to Walker's grand jury testimony to find out, and it was a hell of a story he told, which we will tell you on The Dennis Prager Show. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Just know you're not alone. Because I'm going to I'm continuing here with 
Lee Habib's description of what really happened in Louisville, Kentucky with Breonna Taylor. Remember, the cops were shot at by her boyfriend. The boyfriend was Kenneth Walker. So I decided to listen to Walker's grand jury testimony to find out. And it was a hell of a story he told, a complicated story. And we know how much people, especially the media, like complicated stories. That was what we call a subtle dig. It was late at night on March 13th, and Walker and Taylor were sleeping. She'd worked hard that day at the local hospital. Instead of a late date, the couple stayed at home and did what couples across America often do, streamed a movie in bed. The last words Walker remembered hearing Taylor say were, turn off the TV. Then came the late night banging on the door, loud ominous banging that scared them both. Walker, who'd known Taylor for over seven years and had been dating her since 2016, testified that he thought it was an intruder at the door, but not any intruder. He thought it was Jamarcus Glover, Taylor's ex-boyfriend, whom she had begun dating not long after she began dating Walker. Glover had a lengthy criminal record dating back to 2008 in his home state of Mississippi, where he served six years of a 17-year sentence for a drug felony. After his release, he moved to Kentucky, where he was convicted of another drug offense in 2014. More brushes with the law followed. Taylor made the biggest mistake of her life when she began dating Glover back in 2016. Soon she was pulled into his life of crime. In December 2016, Glover rented a car for Glover. Taylor rented a gar car for Glover and lent it to him. Not long after, a man was found dead in that car. He was executed gang-style. Inside the car were three baggies of drugs and Ms. Taylor's rental contract, a New York Times story reported. The victim was the brother of an associate of Mr. Glover, who had been arrested alongside the drug dealer numerous times. Investigators didn't believe Brianna Taylor had knowledge of that crime. Quote, but they wondered whether she was involved in Mr. Glover's drug operation, the Times story said. In the years to come, Taylor would come up with bail money, at least $7,500 for Glover and a friend on two occasions. In early 2020, Glover landed in jail and he called Taylor. Quote, his tone on the January 3rd call was demanding. The Times story noted he told her whom to contact to arrange his bail and added that after he was released, he would come get me some rest in your bed. The story continued. Taylor was not happy with the relationship with Glover, telling him that, quote, when you were around, I stress more because I just always be worried about you with the police, unquote. That's why the cops were at Taylor's home that night. Not because they thought she was a dealer or a bad girl, she was neither, but because she'd been dating a bad guy. 
And that bad guy spent time with her and listed her apartment as his home address with Chase Bank, where he had an account. Five no-knock warrants were signed by a judge that afternoon seeking evidence of drug trafficking by Glover and people affiliated and associated with him. Though the media mostly overlooked Taylor's complicated and unfortunate relationship with Glover and the larger context of those late-night raids, her new boyfriend didn't. He testified that he too thought it was the drug-dealing ex-boyfriend at the door. We've been on and off together, whatever, for like seven years, Walker told the grand jury about his relationship with Taylor. That's Brianna Taylor. So there's there was a guy that she was messing with or whatever throughout that time, you know. And he popped up over there once before while I was there like a couple months ago, Walker explained. So that's what I thought was going on. The night of the shooting, Walker testified, he and Taylor screamed as loud as they could more than once, who is it? The pounding got harder, and soon there was an extremely loud sound and the door was off the hinges. The would-be intruders were about to enter the home. Walker admitted he fired the first shot. So, boom, one shot, he testified. Then all of a sudden... There's a whole lot of shots. I just hear her screaming. That's why Walker wasn't charged, because he was a good guy and a licensed owner of a 9mm Glock, and he thought the person trying to break into his girlfriend's apartment was a bad guy with a bad history, a bad guy his girlfriend was trying her best to leave. That's why Walker fired the first shot to defend himself and his girl, And that's why he was cleared of the attempted murder charge, because under Kentucky's Stand Your Ground statute, citizens have the right to use deadly force against an intruder. I didn't mean to kill anybody, he testified. And Walker wasn't lying. He also told investigators that if he'd known it was the police at the door, he would never fire that shot. And that he and Taylor had no reason to fear the cops. That's why Walker wasn't charged, because in America, people shouldn't get charged for crimes they don't commit. The testimonies of Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly and Detective Miles Cosgrove of the Louisville Metro Police Department were equally compelling. The two officers said they knocked at the door repeatedly and identified themselves. Mattingly testified that as soon as he pushed in the door and cleared the threshold, he saw silhouettes of a male and female figure near the end of the hallway, the man holding what seemed to be a gun in his hand, his arm stretched out in a firing position. Then came the first shot, which was fired by Taylor's boyfriend. As soon as the shot hit, I could feel the heat in my leg, Mattingly testified, and so I just returned fire. He recalled firing at least four rounds. Cosgrove, who was behind him, also returned fire. And that's why the two Louisville cops who sent Taylor were cleared. Because like Walker, they too thought they were shooting at a bad guy. A bad guy who shot them first. And under Kentucky law, there's a statute protecting cops who use deadly force in self-defense. I will finish the story. With regard to Brianna Taylor's death, 
And we will be back in a moment. You are listening to The Dennis Prager Show. The Dennis Prager Show. Okay, everyone, I'm Dennis Prager. Stephen Moore is an economist with FreedomWorks.org, a free market pro-growth think tank. His uh, video at PragerU, released last week, has over 6 million views, YouTube and Facebook. Where do you want to live, red state or blue state? So I am going to really trap the guy right now. Are you ready, Stephen Moore? Hi, Dennis. Great to be with you. By the way, of all the things I've done in my life in 35 years, you know, in terms of video and TV, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this response we've gotten to your you know, Prager you and I got a confession to make to you, Dennis, that my wife was the big fan of, of Prager you. She'd, she'd, she'd be showing me these videos at night. You got to see this one. You got to see that one, you know, and, uh, and, and, uh, well, so I'm, I'm uh, very excited. I'm about very it. touched by that. And I want you to know it is clear you married a wonderful woman. <laughs> exactly. And so, uh, anyway, it's been really cool. And I, now, I mean, I just walk down the street, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I do Fox News now and then, but people say, hey, that's Steve Moore. I love your PragerU video. <laughs> so gotta, that's right. See it. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's what happens. I walk down the street and people ask me how my dog Otto is. That, that's <laughs> because of my, fa- my uh, fireside chat. It's a, a very funny life. Anyway, uh, so I said to you, uh, are you prepared for my first question? Do you, Stephen Moore, live in a red or blue state? Well, that's it. I'm from a blue state. I'm, I'm from the great state of uh, Illinois. I grew up in the Chicago area. I love Chicago. I think it's one of the great world-class cities. And what I've seen, Dennis, um, in my lifetime is the destruction of, of a great city by liberal uh, leadership. And, and by the way, the Democrats ran that city for many years under uh, Mayor Daley. Mayor Daley was a good mayor. You know, it was a city that worked. And since then, it's just been uh, a destruction of a city that I once loved. And right now, and then I moved to Virginia, by the way, and Virginia has been sort of taken over by the left as well. It used to be a red state. Now it's a blue state. Uh, and you got big problems there. And, and now I have to confess I live in a, in a blue state, Maryland. And uh, they have restrictions on all the things you can do. You know, you can't go to church. You can't go to the movie theater, you can't go to bars, you can't go to restaurants. Uh, they wanted to even shut down the private schools. So, you know, I, I can't wait till I have enough money that I could move to, uh, to Florida or Arizona or Georgia or Tennessee or Texas. You know, uh, Dennis, by the way, my co-author, because I have a book coming out called The Blue State Meltdown, and we're accelerating it because of, uh, of uh, you know, the response we've gotten from the PragerU video. But uh, you probably know the story. Arthur Laffer, my co-author, the great economist, he moved from California to Tennessee about four or five years ago, and he saved so much money just in taxes from moving to California to Tennessee. It's what paid for his house. It's painful because I still live in California. It is painful. I'm here because of the peop- so many people I love are here. It's a very serious problem in my life because this state has been ruined. This glorious, incredible state has been ruined by the Democrats and the left. And so it's uh, it's a very painful subject personally for me. Anyway, I was just curious in which which type of state you lived. The uh, the curse is that people leave blue states 
like California and New York and Illinois. Then they move to red states and they they convert those states into purple. Uh, I can't think of a more moronic idea than I left a place because it's being ruined. So now I would like to ruin with the same policies another state. If I were to ask a New Yorker who, who fled New York, why do you vote Democrat in Florida, a state run by Republicans, and that's why you fled there? What would he say? You know, I don't get it. I don't get why people do that. By the way, it is very clear. It's crystal clear. This was one of the most important points of the PragerU video. The people and mass are leaving blue states. Now, to my liberal friends, and this is something of all the arguments we make about the superiority of free markets over uh, you know, socialism and, and government regulation, high taxes. It's the one thing Democrats don't have a good response to. If your policies work so well, why are people, why are millions of people leaving California? Why are they leaving New York? Why are they leaving New Jersey? Why are they leaving Illinois? Why are they leaving Rhode Island and Connecticut? And they don't have a response. I used to debate uh, Paul Krugman. I don't know if you know, uh, you know, he's the... You, the wait a minute. I'm actually surprised that he debated anybody. Because I have put out a big offer to debate people like Paul Krugman. Hold on a minute. I'm very curious to hear about uh, you and Paul Krugman. In the meantime, the video uh, is uh, something you should watch, obviously. Uh, Where do you want to live? Red state or blue state? Stephen Moore. All right, everybody. I'm back to Stephen Moore, whose video at PragerU is viewable. Over 6 million views. Where do you want to live, red state or blue state? So do you recall what you were saying? Well, we were talking about uh, when when I debated Paul Krugman. Yes. For those who don't know Paul Krugman, and he's probably the most influential liberal economist in the country. He writes twice a week for the New York Times. He has a Nobel Prize in economics. Uh, and he's been wrong about everything he's said about that for the last 10 that's years. That's correct. He, so, that's and, right. He's been wrong about everything. Yeah. I mean, he was the one, remember, Dennis, who said that morning after Donald Trump was elected president, he, he was asked, when will the economy and the stock market recover? And he said, never. <laughs> and then two hours later, the stock market went up by 700 points. I mean, the guy is not uh, not not very good uh economic prognosticator, but I did debate him. And the reason I brought it up is related to what we were talking about, red state, blue state. You know, it was, by the way, he requested, he would not do the debate right before the debate started until all the cameras were removed from the room because CNN was there, C-SPAN was there. He didn't want any of this televised because he was, he doesn't, he didn't want to be held accountable, but some people got some bootleg copies of it, and if you go on YouTube, you can see it. And, you know, with all, you know, humility, I, 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 I mean, I just wiped him out. And on the one issue we talked about, one of them was red state, blue state. And I said, Paul, look, yeah, I don't have a Nobel Prize. You do. But, you know, these states like New York and California and Illinois have done everything you said. They have high taxes, high regulation, high minimum wages, high welfare benefits, all of this stuff. And I said, but everybody's leaving these, you know, states and they're going to the states to do the opposite of what you suggest, like Texas and, and Florida and, and Tennessee that have no income tax and, and don't have super high minimum wages and so on and so forth. So I said, why, why is that? And you know what he said, Dennis? I'm dying to know. He said, it's the weather. It's the weather. 
So then I then I wait a minute. People leave California because of the weather. <laughs> That's exactly. We have the finest exactly weather right. on planet Earth. <laughs> That's, That's the exactly only right. reason people stay in California. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was a very funny moment, and I, and I said that to him. I said, well, you know, uh, that's really interesting, uh, you know, Dr. Krugman, because uh, I said, you know, that might explain why people might move from Michigan to uh, to Florida, but why would people move from San Diego to Houston? <laughs> Nobody moves San Diego did to he, Houston. Did he answer you? He had no response to that. <laughs> the weather. They live in a make-believe world. I am shocked that he agreed to debate you. What year was this? This was five years ago. He was furious after the debate. He, he has ever since then refused to. They did a poll after the thing, the debate was over, and I think I won 80, 80% of the, the, you know, because our stuff makes sense. And his wait, wait, wait. You said sense. he was furious at, at what? At, 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 at having uh, said he, yes to well, debating a conservative? I, he would, what he does when he gets trapped is he says stuff like, um, you know, you're an idiot and things like that. He just, he, he, he acts, wait, he said that to you. Oh yeah. He'd say stuff like, you know, and, and by the way, he has this weird, uh, he's, he's like a stalker. Every other column he writes, he'll mention me and say that idiot Steve Moore says this or that, you know, and that kind of thing. but that's why that's, that may explain Dennis, why you can't get him to debate. I, I think ever since that debate, he has refused to debate conservatives. Uh, I have said he, publicly, I would give we would raise ten to twenty thousand dollars to have a, a New York Times columnist to debate me, or not just me. I, I would give a whole list of people that I uh, would be happy for yeah. them to debate. To debate, you they would, don't want to uh, debate. They don't, of course not, of course not, because they don't have any coherent position. Right, and uh, and then you know the problem is that. He is really regarded as the guru of of the left and, and many of his crazy ideas. He's in By the way, this is good. This is a, forgive me. This is a. Uh, it's going to sound a little odd to you, but I I have a reason, and I I rarely ask about individuals rather than their ideas. Yeah. Does and and don't answer what you think I want you to answer. Tell me what mm-hmm. you think. I was never with him. Did he strike you as essentially a happy person? No, that's a great point. He he is uh, a little strange, uh, you know, and he's uh, no, he's he's glum. He's glum. He's right. Not so happy. here, I'll this tell you the difference. Go ahead. This is the difference between us and them. They are not happy people. They are not. You know, it's uh, it, one of my favorite uh, PragerU videos, and I watch them all now, Dennis. Thanks to my wife. Do you know the one about that woman who said why she became a oh, Republican she, from being a... The, the one who went to the, the Trump rally? Yes. I mean, I, that, a, I related to it that. It's one, one of the greatest things we've ever put out. Yeah. Our people are nice. They're That's kind, right. That's right. They're welcoming. That's they right. Are, they, are, they are angry. Right. They are not, not nice people. They aren't. I, got, I got assaulted by a Black Lives Matter person a couple of weeks ago. Well... This is, I'll tell you my theory. Uh, my listeners know this. I believe that there are happy and unhappy conservatives, happy and unhappy liberals. I don't believe there is one happy leftist. Uh, no, they're angry. They're not. And, and even, and that's the difference, even if we lose, and I think we're going to win uh, on November 3rd, but if we lose, we're not going to become violent. Right, that's correct. <laughs> no, they become violent. You are and really a kindred spirit. I, I, I... 
When is your book coming out? Uh, so uh, it's gonna, it's called The Blue State Meltdown by Laffer and Moore, but probably be out in January. All right. So. Uh, obviously, I'm going to promote it. We'll have you on. Yes. Set, awesome. Give a big hug to your wife. <laughs> well, she loves you more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Good. The Dennis Prager Show. I will finish the story with Brianna Taylor in the third hour. Next hour is the male-female hour. I was telling the producer here how I, I really like Stephen Moore. It is so much fun to have wonderful people in your life. Douglas Murray is another example. I did a Facebook. It's, that'll be out today, Facebook. I mean, uh, uh, fireside chat with him. And, you know, you'll, you'll love it. You'll just love it. Uh, I have all these people calling who've moved from blue states. <laughs> Uh, oh God! It is it is so it is so true. I mean, it, it's it's. Uh, let's go to uh, Land of Lakes, uh, Land of Lakes, Florida. Amy, hi, Amy. Hello there, Mister Prager. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I am excited to be here um, in Florida. And and. <laughs> Because <laughs> of the weather, exactly. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I know that. I know it's a joke. It's a bad joke. The Paul Krugman line. It, but, uh, it is. But where did you wait? You, you got to tell us where did you move from? From Illinois, from a small town. I grew up there my whole life, fifty-one years. I worked at a job thirty-one years, and we shocked our family. We um, said we had to come here. Now I'm trying to get them all to the warm state, and so you, you made me a little nervous when I. When you, the New Yorkers and the people, I was taking a walk last week and a lady was behind me and I heard her talking and she was from New York and, you know, they, she had different views than I did, but, um, I'm hoping we just keep this state going red. My daughter is in eighth grade. She said, mom, a lot of my friends are Trumpers. (laughs) Well, I, I, I salute you. You sound so happy. I I would I would do anything to ask these New Yorkers in Florida, these Californians in Arizona. Why did you leave the place you grew up in? Most of your family and friends. Why did you leave them? I would like to get their answer. And so why and why would you want to replicate what you left in the new state? Florida works third hour i will report to you Thirty thousand people in science have come out against lockdowns my friends i make an appeal to you i appeal for very few groups alliance defending freedom provides free lawyers in freedom cases like religious liberty please click on the banner for adf it's on my website at dennisprager.com please do it during the break thank you Hi. 
Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a trained engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take Relief Factor literally changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but my back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain in your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day, and after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's the three-week quick start for just $19.95, and you should know this. About 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three-week quick start. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. 